Hi there. You're welcome to Nigeria Daily, coming to you from Daily Trust. My name is Mardia Umar. Thank you so much for joining. For nearly a decade... You know, the Central Bank of Nigeria has formulated policies and engaged in series of reforms aimed at bringing the Nigerian banking system and economic system in tune with global standards or with global trends, so to speak. So one of such is the development of a cashless payment system. You know, when this came about, developed countries such as the United States of America haven't early adopted a cashless policy, have enjoyed its inherent benefit, thereby prompting the Central Bank of Nigeria to adopt the policy. So the adoption of the cashless policy is in line with Nigeria's vision to be amongst the largest economies and to move from a cash-driven economy to a cashless economy. Now, the cashless economy has had a lot of bad stories attached to them in Nigeria, such as, you know, the POS, where you receive a debit alert uh, or when you're using the ATM, so to speak. You never, never get any cash from the ATM. That's in some cases. And then you're being debited. You get a debit alert. Just imagine that was your last cash and you needed it for a very important thing at that moment or you want to use it in a hospital or to buy food in the house. Just imagine how frustrating that will be. Now, it's not just the individuals now, like someone who walks into a bank that bears all of this brunt. The money agents also have a whole lot of very, very unpleasant experience to share. Some of them speaks with my colleague, Belkiso Ahmed. Okay, uh, my name is Nasser Osalisu, and I'm into the PUS, uh, that is point of sale business. Okay, uh, um, <clears throat> actually, when we talk about uh, QS business in Nigeria, most especially one of the major hindrances we do have is issue of network. Mm. Uh, sometimes uh, when whenever it's festive period or end of the month where there are a lot of queue, you know, on the internet, we normally have problems. We may have, you know, problems from, you know, either debit or credit mm. into individuals' accounts. That's one of the major problems. So another problem also is the issue of uh, fraudulent acts, these scammers. They are everywhere. So if you if you are not good enough, if you are not you know careful enough in the business, you'll be scammed out. When I was new to the business, I was one scammed, you know, via my bank, so on mm. and so forth. So how but did you me, get out of that? Yes, somebody somebody, you know, kind of removed money unknowingly from my account and transferred it to his own account. account. That is a fraud yeah. fraudulent. So were you act. able to solve the problem? Did the bank solve it? Yeah, of course we did. Uh I went to the bank, my own bank, mm. I made the complaint, you know. They sent me to the fraudulent units of the bank. So we went there and I, they requested, they asked me that I need a police report, that is a police officer, mm-hmm. and also a court order. The police officer will be the person to go and collect the court order so that they should dis- the Sky Bank should disclose the KYC of the third party who, you know, include into my account and make that student fund. We do have problems, series of problems. Some, sometimes, you know, money can hang for over a month. Mm. So that's mm. the reality in terms of this uh, issue of online transfer. Money may hang. There, there was a time about one point something million hang. It was, it, 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 it was nowhere to be found between my account, I myself, the receiver, and, you know, the, 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 the sender. Mm. So it was, it was, you know, a very big chaos between myself and him. He proved to me he has sent in and I said I did not see anything, so there is no way I can give money. Mm. 
Mm. So there is this friction between. But I think with time, with 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 you know uh, enlightenment. Yeah. Like but you later resolve it after how many weeks? Yeah, I later I later resolve it. You know, as okay, I'm Abdul Hamid Muhammad Zakari. I do agency banking, popularly known as POS. So, can you tell us your experience with POS? Have you have you had any issue with transactions between you and your customers? And have you ever been scammed during this in your business? <laughs> huh. What makes you laugh? No, I remember something funny about it. Okay. And the first one was someone I was so I was surprised because some uh, sorry. Um, someone borrowed money from my account, 25,000 naira. Mm. So I went to the bank and filled an investigation form. So because another person sent uh, 30,000 to my account and I got a, a lot of plus 5,000. That means they have paid the, the minus 25,000. Someone uh, borrowed. I don't know how. So later we got the person and uh, I, I know the person personally. So that's the first one. The second one is fake transfer. Fake transfer is someone might just save a, te- a message mm. and just uh, leave the place for account number and your name blank and you'll just fill it and screenshot and show you. So, or, or in application or by USSD. Do you think Nigerians, Nigerians are ready for this cashless policy? And Nigerians are not yet ready for this cashless policy because a lot of times there are, there are network discrepancies either from the bank or from the network operators or, bo- or from both. So with this, and there are other localities that doesn't even have network at all unless you go to specific places. Yeah. So with this, a lot of people will go into hardship and things will be very, very hard because it's not fluent. Even the banking system is not uh, it's not efficient enough mm. that actually there is a need for enlightenment and sensitization, which which uh, should take uh, uh, a bit of time before it is implemented. And those were the voices of some POS operators sharing their pleasant experience on cashless transactions. At this point, let's go on a quick break. When we return, Nigeria Daily will continue. Do stay with us. It's enlightening. It's incisive. It's analytical. It's entertaining. It's educating. It's The Bearing, a podcast from Daily Trust addressing issues that have direct bearing in your life. Join us every week on www.dailytrust.com. Follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash daily trust. On Twitter at twitter.com forward slash daily trust. And on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash daily trust. To listen in, join us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and TuneIn Radio. Welcome back. If you're just joining, this is Nigeria Daily coming to you from Daily Trust. On Nigeria Daily today, we're taking a look at some of the reasons that indicates that Nigeria perhaps is not ready for a cashless economy. Before the break, we heard from POS operators sharing their not so pleasant experiences, cashless transactions, which most of us are aware that they're not the only ones who be at the brunt. Individuals, you know, ordinary man on the streets who uses a POS also get into trouble sometimes with these cashless transactions. Mr. Uzodima Michael is a young Nigerian who thinks that Nigeria is not ready for a cashless economy. 
he also shared his not so pleasant experience with us. My name is Uzodima Michael I'm a Nigerian who would like to express my opinion on the new cashless policy being brought by the Central Bank of Nigeria. Okay, first and foremost, are Nigerians actually ready? I don't think so. Because my own opinion is this. Nigerians are so used to this cash, cash per hand thing. And it's going to take a long while before Nigerians can actually switch into the cashless policy. Now, the reason why it's actually not going to be so effective and Nigerians are actually not ready. Number one, a society that is being run in a cashless policy manner would have every avenue that will make every transaction smooth. But situations where you have a lot of people living under serious poverty, some rural areas cannot actually afford an Android phone, even if they have to go by going to the USSD, and some rural areas still do not have network services that can actually make them assess the cashless policy. That will not suffice. Okay. So to so tell the, us your story, have you experienced something like this network problem when you went to... Yes, I actually did. I, I, no, I'm going to speak for myself. Mm. I'm not living in a rural area. I live in an urban area mm-hmm. where everywhere is supposedly you can actually go. Now, I use an Android phone and I feel everything should be done. Naturally, it should go smoothly. But there was an episode where I reckon on the situation where I was in need of cash and I tried every application that I can place my hands on, even down to the app, even down to the SSD, and nothing came through and I was stranded. So you, you went to the someone. POS? Yes, I did. I, I went to the POS, yes, sir, and that day, nothing. Even the POS would tell them, I, I went to almost like three POS and they told me, oh, God, we're not getting network. That was the language. Okay. I'm going to speak for example on my own. I had an emergency. So, there was something I needed to do to buy poor. It was doing this poor scarcity. Mm. I needed to get poor. So I quickly ran up because I didn't want any disappointment. And most police stations then were saying they were not actually receiving the whole card thing and uh, transfer. They all just wanted cash because of the long queue. Mm. I didn't cash. want time to be wasted. Okay. Only cash. So I met with a woman who runs POS, did my transfer, and the money didn't come. We, I waited for almost 30 minutes. The money didn't come. Even the next day when I now went there, we waited for an hour this and the money didn't actually come. It was later she now told me that the money actually now came. And you see, I wanted to buy fuel. Mm. The queue was already gone. And she, I she, was already, and she was yes. not she was not and she was not willing, willing to vote because she to said give she had, you, to give you the cash. She was she said she has had she has had so many experiences mm. where she would actually do this transaction and her money would not come through. I didn't blame her because truly it actually happened. But as well, at that very moment, I was angry. Anything you would tell me would not suffice to me. Why? Because I wanted my cash. So I think Nigerians are actually not ready for this cashless policy. Except if CBN is really ready, I think Nigerians will be ready maybe three to four or five years from now. But for now, it's not just something you just wake up in the morning. I just hope everyone will just switch to cashless. And that was Mr. Uzo Michael. A Nigerian who thinks that Nigeria as a country is not where it ought to be with the cashless economy. Now we speak to Godwin Emmanuel. He's a fintech expert. He speaks with Belikisu Ahmed on how individuals can protect themselves from internet fraud that has to do with cashless transactions. Take a listen. My name is Godwin. I am a financial analyst and I am the founder of OG Capital. The first way anyone can get access to your money and steal from you is if they have access to your phone or your laptop. When it is logged in 
to your banking applications. When your phone is not protected by a password or a PIN, when your banking apps are not protected by two-factor authentication, anybody can get your phone, break into it, and begin to send out money. It happens when your phone gets stolen. Sometimes you find out that all your monies are being withdrawn without your knowledge, and that's because they have access to your banking applications and of course I have access to receiving SMSs because they have your phone. The second way your money can get stolen from your bank account is through phishing attacks. Phishing attack is a kind of cyber attack that allows somebody remotely access your passwords, access your pins and then use it to break into some of your applications. Like it or not, these are technology that are already existing and with that they can get access to private and confidential information, things that you may want to keep to yourself and not want to be in public. So they can get access to things like your Gmail, can get access to your messages, they can even break into your banking app remotely from wherever they are. And most of these guys cloak their location so it will be difficult to find them using a regular IP tracker. How can people protect their money from their accounts being taken by scammers or fraudsters? You have to make sure that your one-time PIN is protected. You have to make sure that your phone is always on two-factor authentication. If you have a face ID on your phone, make sure you put it out there. The reason is because it is difficult for phishing attacks to pass through two-factor authentications. It is very difficult for them because it requires some form of biometric data to be imputed before it is allowed to open. And with that, we have come to the end of this episode of Nigeria Daily. To all the people whose voices were heard on the show, we want to say a big thank you. Nigeria Daily is a daily trust production open to sponsorship and advert placement. You can download this and other episodes on dailytrust.com or buzzsprout.com or even listen to us on NAS FM 89.9 in Yola, Unity FM 93.3 Charles, Sawaba Radio 104.9 Hadecha, Chigawa State and Badegi Radio 19.1 Mina, Niger State. You can also listen to us by searching for Nigeria Daily on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify and TuneIn Radio. If you have questions or comments, let us know on our social media handles on Twitter, and Instagram at daily underscore trust and on Facebook at daily trust. Call or send us a message on 091-389-33390. Thank you so much for listening. My name is Martia Umar. Enjoy the rest of your day.